You're listening to Cortez Radio, CKTZ, 89.5 FM. This program was funded by a grant from the Community Radio Fund of Canada and the Government of Canada's Local Journalism Initiative. The opinions you're about to hear are not necessarily shared by the Cortez Radio Society, its board, staff, volunteers, or membership. While it's becoming common to acknowledge that we are on unceded territory, this idea often has an abstract air when spoken by Canadians of European descent. For Norm Harry, Aboriginal title is personal. Everybody had their own piece of land for fur, fur trading. Up in Yakuman, people, there was the McGee's that were up there. And then the Dominics were Bob, Uncle Bob lived. Up Uncle Forbes Bay. The Louis were, were say, uh, here in Troy Cove or someplace else. Everybody had their own piece of land. And that, that doesn't exist now. That's, that's what uh, Dennis Newsham said. What happened to it? You guys just lost it or they just took it, you know, and it, it doesn't exist no more. How come it doesn't exist? That we should be still able to go off and live off the land. And then they all ended up saying, no, we're going to cut you guys off. We're going to put you on number seven. Tokaimu. You're on Tokaimu Kidji now. So the, this was where everybody ended up. Norm is the hereditary chief of the Harry family, another concept that sounds strange to European ears. As I have family staying with me right now, in particular my four-year-old granddaughter, I've been asked to do my interviews remotely, so we connected via Skype. I had recently read an Indigenous lawyer state that he was not a Canadian citizen. So I asked Norm if he agreed with this statement. Basically, the Europeans arrived and took over. There was no consultation. There was no agreement. It just, you never agreed to be part of Canada. Yeah, I agree with that. How would you put it in your own words? Well, as you look at my stories that I carry, I carry my... My language sing very strongly, and uh, to mark the Coast Salish people's uh, territory, we have the names of our traditional, like Yak Woman, that's Toby Inlet, and we were actually, by the government and the churches, we were removed from there, and we ended up here on Cortez Island. On the Clahoos website, it says, Occupying traditional territories that span from Cortez Island to Toba Inlet, the Clahoos Nation has existed since time before memory. To which the Cortez Island Community Plan adds, Squirrel Cove was one of the summer places Clahoos had used prior to contact, where each spring they harvested shellfish and berries and planted and harvested gardens prior to returning to Toba in the fall. In the late 1890s, the Clahoos First Nation relocated from Toba Inlet to Squirrel Cove. 
You still have lands on Toba, though, don't you? Oh, yeah. Jacobin is our, our prize, prize place because of a lot of things that took place there. A lot of sacred ceremonies were did up there. We had a real nice big longhouse up there. Are there Klahus people who aren't um, paying taxes, basically have nothing to do with the government is what I'm trying to say? I think there's no way around not paying taxes, but uh, we're pushed into it. I, I pay taxes every year, you know, and I get back some money, and uh, it's not a hell of a lot, but it, but it helps our income. How do we get out of this mess? <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's, a, that's a big one. You know, like, um, as, as far as we go, I, I think, like, when we go into the land claims uh, issue, it's it's not going to go away. It's just like this COVID nineteen. You know, like uh, I look at it, it it's not going to go away. Someone else was supposed to meet us at Norm Harry's, so I wasn't surprised to hear. I guess what? Yeah, Mario's here now. Okay, I'm Jesuit. Mean what? Mean what? Shim Kenegi. Well, well, you already answered. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm each, each Yeah, I'm doing okay, and seems like I'm getting the runaround with, with my residential school thing, and uh, it's never ending. Especially when we were taking off this right off this reserve, that hasn't changed us. We lost all our culture, our traditions, our values, you name it, our language. It just doesn't stop, you know. No, I know this is what I found out. I mean, in the last couple of months, is basically Canada's at war with the indigenous people all the time. And they're just feeding us breadcrumbs yeah. just to shut them up, you know, and say, hey. But the stats are 36 times more likely to get tuberculosis if you're indigenous than if you're monoplot. Yeah. That they don't really look after the health of the indigenous. They just don't. They're not really paying attention. That's right. See the statistics with my diabetes now. You know, I'm always having, or they, they want power. You know, like yeah. they want money. You know, so they say, oh, in order for you to get this expensive medicine, you have to pay us. Pay us extra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there, and the code was that they were supposed to look after us. That never happened. Even now, you look at that with the medicine, and then you go to dental. Oh, you got to come up with this. Same thing. They're not looking after us. A couple of yeah. things that Mario just said. I want to know do, if you agree with them, Harry, as they've stated. Do you agree that Canada's at war with First Nations? I definitely do. Trudeau is always after our neck. And he's not doing a very good job. Do you consider yourself a Canadian? No, I don't. Do I go back to what uh, Dan George and Leonard George, I, I've talked to you a lot about how we were stripped from our own land. You, you look at our thing as we go up the American side. We never signed a treaty thing. But now we've got to still show our status card how long we're going to be there. That's not right. That has some strong We're Coast Salish. It goes right up to Seattle and yeah. back. It yeah. goes all the way to Idaho. Yeah. 
the Salmon River goes all the way to Idaho, and the Coast Salish were all the way up there following the salmon. Yeah. It's like a thousand miles from here. It's, it's crazy how, you know, like now we got to uh, sign a paper or something if we go across, or we got to show our card and say, hey, oh, you're this number. Why do we have to do that? Yeah. I can remember when I first started going across to Seattle, because I got a lot of family over there. I got over a hundred family members that ran away from the residential school thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're all over there now yet. Now they got to have what they call a green card if you can stay in the States. Are you talking about a hundred Clahoos people? A hundred Clahoos members over there at least, yeah. What about Vancouver? Vancouver, there's about, about the same. You know, like they vary all over. Like they're in Nanaimo, they're in Paul River, they're in Vancouver, Seattle. They're all spread out all over. This is this year alone, I think we're lucky we got 75 here. I'm just, that's an estimate, a wild card guess. Do you have an idea on how many there are in total when you include Vancouver and Nanaimo and all the other places? Well, we're over 400 now. But that's just Tolkaimu or that's Flaamen no, and no, Polak no. and, and Hamalto? No, Flaamen uh, uh, are over 1,000. And the Hamaku people, Hamalco, they're, they're about 700. But okay. for you guys, if I understood what you told me years ago, the four of you were not separate. You were more one people, and yeah. it's the Canadians who separated you into four groups. Yeah, they broke our family times up. A way of life changed drastically. We were all spread over, and the funny things were like, I'm re related to a lot of the Frank family in Comox. That's just one example. Then you look at the Flamen Nation, Flamen, where my my dad has brothers and sisters over that are Flamen. See, like there was no Fa'amen or Tokaimu or Hamaku. You know, each got into intermarriage. That's why they didn't want it to be put on Tok or Hamaku or, you know, like... Yeah, you had your own way that wasn't European. You didn't yeah. think about nations the way that Europeans think about nations. That's why we went to the big house a lot. Yeah. We, we sat down. Is this what you want? Put the fires on and so let's talk about housing, education, hunting, food rights, you know. So things have changed so much. I don't, sometimes I can't keep up with it. Yeah. Or where is it going? Are you saying that prior to the reservation <laughs> system, there wasn't a uh, Klahus Nation or a Slyaman or a Comox? My understanding to this is that you lived where you wanted to live, and you chose, and you're, you were a different family time. See, like when my dad lived in uh, Hamalco, the Hamalco people they called, but he, he didn't like it there, so he chose to run away, and he came here. He went to the church, and they told him, well, see how you react for one year, and then you can become Tokaimu. I've been in Tokaimu for since I was born. I was born in uh, Hamasku, but my parents, my mom moved here. She married into the Piao family, and 
I'm sorry, where is Hamas Q? Hamas Q is a church house up by Strood Island, ahead of Ninth Inlet. It's the traditional home of the Hamalco, is what we call them. Yeah, they call them the Hamaku people. Yeah, yeah. See that they're now living behind the Campbell River Airport. They traded land at Church House, which was ludicrous to live on, for land in behind the Campbell River Airport. See, there was no Hamalco or Tohus or Tohaimu. That's the government were all into family times at one point. And then after the government and churches stepped in and say, okay, you're, we're going to put you on top number seven. They took us away from Yakum and because they know that was prize land. Very expensive land. I might be able to answer your, your question, Roy, from things that the Takwazas told me many years ago that I think I understand. And that is that here in this house, we don't talk about the clues, we talk about the Tolkaimu. Tolk is this spot. It's what you would call Squirrel Cove. Kaimu means people. So that's it. We're the people of Squirrel Cove. The word clahoose means scalping fish. And it's a word picked randomly to assign to a group. And I find it interesting, Takwasa, that your emblem is the goat on the crag. But the name is the fish on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bit strange. But then we we went into the house and we put it to a vote because we wanted to be to know that Yakuman is our home. Ah. See, you, yeah, the mountain goat is our crest yes. for for Yakuman. So you see, I think, Roy, what we're hearing, and I don't know that we know it exactly, is that the clahoose is the is the word that the mama flaw have taken yeah. to give them. And you see, they still don't want to let go of the goat on the on the crag. They don't want to be the, the fish on the bottom of the ocean. Uh, just a second. Who's the mama fly? Mama flaw means English or, or white people. Milk face is the translation. Okay. So a lot of things were made by not that we didn't choose to, but we had to go by some direction. Yeah, you've been oppressed. <clears throat> you got um, it. There's no polite way of saying that's uh why do the mamasa always get to say? See, like, how did we get that church here? We we sure act didn't ask for it. It was planted and said, Okay, you're gonna be Catholic. And each reserve has a different church. In there, either it's Protestant or Jehovah or whatever you say. And that's how we lost a lot of our rights and our status. It's the government and the church is running us yeah. and say, this is how it's going to be. Well, again, according to the mummaflaws, according to the Europeans, <laughs> until you stand up and say no, then you accept them. But the apartheid that's happening here is all indigenous in the country are considered wards of the court. You're not an adult who can look after yourself, according to them. You need their help. Need their jurisdiction. Yeah. yeah. And me, I'm not that. I'm different. I'm allowed to be an adult and you aren't. And that's obviously a, a, a racial apartheid. And that's what the people in Europe are screaming about now is this is a genocide, this is crimes against humanity, and this is unreasonable oppression of a people in theft of a land. Mm -hmm. Norm, what are you the hereditary chief of? 
I'm uh, the hereditary chief for the Harry family. This is not a title recognized by the local band council. They informed Cortez Currents that while the band can extend membership to anyone it desires, the four hereditary chiefs were heads of the four historic longhouses. The Hill family were hereditary chiefs of the Clahouse Nation, and there were wing chiefs from the Dominique, Louis, and Piel families. The Clahouse Nation has not had any hereditary chiefs since the 1880s, but they know the family lines and are considering restoring this traditional form of government. Chief Darren Blaney of the Hamelco Nation said there were Harrys among his people, the Clahouse and Tlahaman, but he was not aware that the Harrys have a hereditary chief. The Clahouse Band Council informed me that most of Norm's Clahouse relatives were members of the Piel family from his mother's side. I asked Norm Harry, how many Harrys are there? I'm thinking of all the relatives you mentioned that are away. Oh boy. We're one of the biggest families in uh, the Tokaimuk Nation. Most of my family are down in the States because they ran away from the uh, residential school issues. My sister passed away. She never, she was trying to fight her rights on that for that, and she never got anywhere. She, then she ended up dying, and they, they buried her in Seattle. My brother's buried down there, and a lot of our family members are buried in the Seattle area. So you would be the hereditary chief of some people who might be Slayaman or uh, Hamalco or whatever? A lot of people know me as, uh, I call it an under-the-table thing that uh, a lot of families go by. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each area's got their own, uh, but for our nation, Kevin PC is known as the uh, Egos for the talk because of the government who you have to go vote for every yeah, two he's years. Elected. Yeah, he's, he's elected. Hereditary. He's no, not, not yet. He wants to get in hereditary, but it's, it's their family's got to discuss it. Of course. Yeah, I got nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> It's different families. You don't go tell another family what to do. Everybody's got their own hegus. See, if you're Louis or if you're or Harry or Piel, most Harrys and Piels are my family because that was my mom's name, maiden name. When she, she was a Francis, then Piel, then Harry. So translating for you, Roy, hegus is chief. And Heif Kaimu's respected one that you would call the chief or someone who's, you know, honorable. And what we're talking about is each family is their own sovereign spot kind of thing. And so he's not going to go tell the PCs who to make their hereditary chief, is what he's saying, is what I understand. Yeah, they can ask me for your opinion. How They've been asking me how do they go about it, but... Uh, yeah, we don't even know how to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it's got to be brought into the house. It's up to the Louie family and Kevin and them to go into the house and say, okay, now we got our egos, uh, you know, whether it's Jesse or, or somebody else. But you would be making, how do you put it? I don't actually even know how decisions are made, but um, for the Harry family... Even if they were living in Seattle, you'd be involved in the decision-making for them on 
family things. More or less, I'd like to prefer the word guiding them. Uh, try to give them the best information, like what's happening on housing, what's happening up in Yakum and in, uh, for the hydro, what's happening for our timber rights. We all have meetings on that, but it's done in our new band office, and, and then the figures are sent out and spread out, and we contact our families. And then the Kevin and them go down to Seattle and work their way down this way, Vancouver, Nanaimo, and the meeting goes in the circuit eh, till it's all the information is brought out, like what we have in the money left in Yakum and the, uh, the uh, timber rights and the fishing rights, you name it. Everything is brought out and it's cool. But this is where it starts because this is where Kevin is the uh, head goes at, and then you got to go. Go to Canberra River, Nanaimo, Vancouver, yep. then down to Seattle, and spread all this information so so nobody's misled on it. I think the other thing we're hearing, Roy, is in our European mindset, we deal a lot with with you know telling people and, and creating obligations and pushing and forcing, and that more naturally here, very little of that happens. It's like he says, it's guidance rather than command. He's not right. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds right to you know, like that's the best way to put it. The way we run our jurisdiction. And having your name, like Mark got his name, um and uh JR got his name. You know. I, I have trouble saying their names yet sometimes because my memory's not as good. And, and what's your what's your top name, Mark? It's uh CM. CM. Yeah. It's it's a, and what does it mean? Um, uh, mountain, the name of Mountain in Chilliwack. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Siam, all right. I I, I, that, that was each name, Mary's brother. Oh, yeah. He was a 45-year smokehouse dancer. So he knew a lot about it. And he was a later, uh, leader for for Squai for many years. It's a shared name that I use with his son. Nice. Yeah. You can share the name, too, if it's... And Mark uh, asked permission. It went with the, uh, you can do that. <laughs> this is another thing I'm only so clear of, Roy, but I know it's important. It's about asking permission to use words. And I don't fully get that. I know we, it, we as Europeans don't ever ask permission to use a word. We just use words. But here, somehow, I'm supposed to ask permission. I'm not supposed to use a word without permission. But you've called me squeechy. I get to use the word squeechy, right? Yeah, true. It's not that complimentary, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a proper way of respect, eh? Yeah. The, 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 it shows that I respect you, you respect me. We're on a... I don't go say, hey, that's it, then I'll get you. You can't do this here. That's, that's kind of saying you're doing it in a rude way. But uh, but if you have to put your foot down, sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah. You've been listening to an interview with Norm Harry, hereditary chief of the Harry family, and some additional comments by Mario DeRose. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. <laughs>